wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands Welcome up back, and listeners, shout. to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Buffalo dropped one today in Charlotte. They fall to 1-0. and Lots to talk about. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is here. What Every up? time I try to get out, they pull me back in. To my immediate right, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. And now we're back to expectations. And joining us in the flesh down from Milwaukee, Buffalo Bill Belcher joining the crew today. What up? Find us on iTunes, search for Pills and Beers, and subscribe that way if you haven't already. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Bills and Beers. Best way to stay in touch with the show. And if you're going to place a bet on this week's games or next week's games or in-game betting, doesn't matter what, go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code B&B, get a 100% match on your first deposit. And if you are going to stay in touch with the show via social media, use the hashtag BNBSM. We have a social media listener of the week this week. That person, she's cute. She gets $5 for me. That's the prize this year. I'm not going to rely on Cassie to send out t-shirts. I'm just going to send you 5 bucks. I want to I want to I, I want to start giving people stuff. No one cares about we're, our $5. We're giving them 5 bucks. <laughs> All right. But well, you can give them whatever you want. I'm giving them $5. I'm going to try and come up with something the next by nine the end weeks, of the season. However long it takes you to figure something out. Week we'll 16 will probably have That's a prize. Great. And, in the meantime, you're getting five bucks. Uh, let's not waste any time. There's lots to get into here. There's a lot to take away from this game. Uh, a lot of people thought this would be the game that we finally find out about these Buffalo Bills. I think we found out a lot today. So let's not waste any time and get right into it. The Bills make me wanna shout. Stadium, nine to three, a grinder, just like most of us predicted. But it wasn't all bad. There were some bright spots in today's game. We're going to get to some of the things that left a lot to be desired. But first, Cass, we're going to start with you. Yeah. Not everybody had a bad game today. Your Labatt Blue MVP of today's contest. Uh, the run defense. I actually pick one player and go with it. Uh, no, I'm going to go with the run defense as a whole. I thought that they did very well. As it, a unit. It, yeah, as a unit. <laughs> it was it was it was hot out there. Uh, it was tough on you know when they're scrambling to, to get Cam Newton, but I thought when they were run against that we, we shut them down. So I thought that was a positive. Coming to you now, Bill. Pl- try to pick one player if you can, so that you know now that all eleven members of the defense have been eliminated from from being able to be the Labatt Blue MVP of today's game. Who you got? Got to go with my man Jordan Poyer again. Stepping up, playing lights out, playing with passion, hitting hard, and just flying all over the field, man. He's a tough, tough player. We're glad to have him on his team. And I'm giving Cassie lots of shit here, but uh, the run defense was great. Jordan Poyer, though, is the obvious choice. It's there's, I mean, he's special. At least these past two games. It's only two games, but this guy, I mean, he's all over the field. Or is he special in comparison to Corey Graham? Well, and the, the other thing I mentioned earlier is you guys don't do not hear the name Micah Hyde very often, but Jordan Poyer would not be able to be in the position that he's in on some of these plays if it wasn't for the play of Micah Hyde. That's the Green Bay Packers yeah. perspective <laughs> for you. Exactly. <laughs> Leave it to the damn Wisconsin guy to bring Got any cheese. Coming to you now, Suge. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. I am going to go with actually our pass defense. And let me okay. tell you why. Let yeah. me tell you why. Because they got shredded. They got shredded, and then they figured it out, and they came back, and it, whether it was pressuring and sacks, 
that ultimately we had what six, seven sacks somewhere around there, some obscene amount of sacks. Six sacks. Um, whatever it was, they got it back together, and in the second half, their Panthers passing attack was essentially anemic. The entire Panthers offense was anemic. Shut but we down. combined Greg, it. Greg Olson happened as well. Yeah, Greg, absolutely. But Kelvin Belgium, Kelvin Benjamin was still there, and we saw what happens when it breaks down on that last drive by Carolina, where they did get right down to the goal line, and you know, God bless them, they they got it together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give you know, it's not about it's not about playing awesome the whole game. It's about playing awesome when you need to play awesome, and they did that. They did everything they needed to do, and more uh, in order for us to win. But then that gets to our. Jenny Cremail bummers. Well, before we get to the Jenny Cremail bummer, uh, I'm going to give mine to a rather controversial figure heading out of today's game, uh, and I think it's going to segue us into the Jenny Cremail bummer. I'm giving my Labatt Blue MVP of today's game to Zay Jones, because if Zay Jones did anything today, it showed that absent spectacular catches from our wide receivers, our quarterback is completely worthless. Maybe he should have caught that third down ball. Maybe he should have caught the fourth down ball. Probably he should have caught both. But in order to do either of those things, he would have had to have made a terrific catch. In clutch time, in traffic, over the middle, as a rookie, on the road. He's open. This is this is what we need. We people I'm I'm reading Twitter about how Zay Jones should have got a shit. Okay, right, okay. Rookie in his second game is supposed to be able to make these crazy adjustments on the ball. Why? Because our quarterback is lousy. So let's start with you, Bill. Jenny Cremel, bummer of today's game. My bummer of today's game is our equipment staff not having sticky enough gloves. Coming to you now, Suge. <laughs> Jesus. Because you're going to just use your whole thing on just that. That is Bill. Okay. It's pretty, Welcome it's back, It's pretty Bill. clear where I'm directing this conversation. Yep. So, Suge, do you want to pick it up and go? Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to pick EJ Gaines, but in my uh, interest of picking two people, I'm going to go ahead and take Pass defense was great, except for the number two quarterback. He was the worst player on the field. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, it was the open field tackling of EJ Gaines that bothered me. But I, cause, cause I figured everyone would take Tyrod already. He missed and one so tackle, correct. Yes. Two. Two, okay. two, two, okay. two open field Let's tackles. Let's just talk about Tyrod Taylor. Okay, fine. So Tyrod Taylor sucked ass today, right? This guy, my God. In the second half, they came out, and our offense had just accepted the fact that Tyrod Taylor can't throw the ball. We just was like, oh, let's make Tyrod Taylor run. Let's make Tyrod Taylor, you know, hand the ball off. That first drive, they didn't even try to throw because it was so damn bad. The guy can't see anybody. He can't. Yes. Did he have one drive where there was two plays where he actually made a throw over the middle and, you know, caught, uh, what's his name, Matthews on one play and then Clay, I think, on the, on that on the second. That offensive pass interference was borderline and it killed us. Yeah, I know, and, and it killed us, but but still, it was minimal. I mean, like, that's normal stuff that a quarterback should be able to do. He made two plays and we almost scored a touchdown on it, right? But at least we got points. If he had made six more of those plays, we'd be winning this game. If he played even mediocre quarterback today, we win today's and, game. You know, Our defense put it all on the field You today. will see on the All-22, maybe people weren't wide open, but the problem with Tyrod and the reason he had some of his throws were intercept or were uh, incompletions is because once a person comes open, Tyrod looks at them, you know, sees what they're wearing, looks at their fashion sense, and then says, oh, wait. I think those people might be open. Hmm. What do I have that I can give to a person that's open? Oh, that's right. I have a ball. You fucking dolt. And then he throws the ball. And by that time, the defender's already on the player. So, I mean, look. In the NFL, people come open for two seconds at a time. Except 
you know, fucking Kelvin, Kevin, Kelvin Benjamin, who stays open, just sitting there at the fucking first down marker, and nobody goes after him. Anyways, I thought, I thought the um, pass defense was the. I know, you but think they, he, they, you, you think he was ben named after that Kelvin Kelvin Why scale? All up in my microphone. You can't talk when I'm on the microphone. What's the Kelvin scale? I'm gonna start licking your face. All right, so listen, um, Tyrod. The problem. My, my biggest problem with Tyrod is that. He's just not seeing people as they come open, and when he does see them, no, it's just no, too late. wrong, wrong. Tyrod Taylor does see people when they're coming open. Tyrod Taylor can't anticipate when somebody's coming open and throw them open. Okay, that's, yeah, no, yeah. That's well, the problem. Yeah, fair and It's enough. always been the problem. It will always be the problem. That's why he shouldn't be an NFL quarterback. Cass, you took Good. a quick break from Instagram. Do you want to care to weigh in? Jenny Cremo, bummer of today's game. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that Tyrod played like Tyrod is, so, yeah, he sucks. I think we all just know that. Last week, he was great. This year, Forrest just, Gump over here. he's just Tyrod. Um, I would say, actually, um, Richie Incognito is going to get my Jenny Cremel bummer. Um, wh- to the point of us looking around, did he even play today? Like, last week he was making holes, opening up, the, you know, was making a presence on the field. I think. So you're just going all in on running. You're going Jenny, uh, Labatt Blue is run, run defense, defense and, yeah. Labatt, Labatt, and run Jenny Cream is run offense. That's all we have. That's all our team is. Yeah, 20, it, as, they, as it goes, so go we. We're, we gotta set like expectations to reality, guys. We're going one in five into the like break. Like we're not, we're not good. We, we the problem is we're we, too we, good. We get to play the Bengals before the bye. We're too good. I mean, the question is though. Here's the thing: the offense has to score some points. Now, this was a good defense we played. This ro- was a very road. good defense on the road. So, the, the what's scary is that. Damn it, here we are in J.P. Lossmanville again where we have this amazing defense that keeps games, you know, keeps a team under 10 points, and we still can't win? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, they bent they bent a lot in the first half, but they didn't let them in the end zone. I mean, could anyone believe that we were only down by six points at the end of the half? No. Can't Unbelievable. Lost by six. And then from that point on, they scored three more points. That's it. They had negative one yard through the third quarter. I mean... That's the problem. Our defense is going to be too good. Like, I, I texted my family and said, hey, can we get the offense off the field? Because the best chance of scoring that we have is our defense. Here's what I'm saying. Jordan Poyer is a former QB. No. Is no. there any possibility we could let the defense play offense as well? Am I allowed to give my Jenny Creamill bummer of today's game to Cassie and, and Suji's <laughs> bias against Jerry Hughes? <laughs> Listen. Uh, he actually played today. I, I said when he made... Because because if anybody came up came up empty handed today, he did it was, well. it he was did your a bias job. for Jerry Hughes. He, he had did a, a great job. game today. I know, but we're just gonna hate on Jerry Hughes as soon as he does something wrong. But unlike Cassie, I will reward him when he does something good. So we will do the poll again when we get Jam and Jeff Day on the line. I think today it's it's gonna be tough, and I think I think for the next three or four days, probably until people start talking about the game against Denver. Everyone's going to be debating whether or not Zay Jones should have caught the ball at the end of the game. He probably should have, but he's a rookie. He's oh, he got overthrown over his wrong shoulder. I mean, yeah, he should have made a spectacular catch. Yeah, I, I, I will. In in defense of Tyrod, he had a very small closing window because there was a there was a defender above him and there was a defender to his side. So he did have to get it. He kind of had to thread it in there. But at the same time, it could it should it could have and should have been a better throw. Tom Brady throwing that to Edelman well, is a as, different story, as Bill right? I will tell you, as somebody who, as somebody who watches Aaron Rodgers on a regular basis, you have to expect your quarterback to make that throw if you expect your quarterback to lead game-winning, come-behind. And drives. the question is, Tyrod threw that throw 
once the guy was open for a solid second or two seconds. He did not anticipate him coming open. He didn't see it. He didn't see when the break happened. He waited until the defense noticed that that player was open and started to close on him. That's why it became a difficult throwing catch is because if he had just thrown it while he was wide open, that guy would have been in the end zone, and we would be talking about how great of a fourth quarter comeback Tyrod finally made. Or what a great play Zay Jones had to make on a lousy throw by Tyrod. And, and the, 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 the other play where Zay Jones could have caught the ball, uh, that crossing route, that was the one place that Tyrod could not throw the ball. He can't throw it too far ahead of him on a crossing route when the guy has a defender coming at his face. He's not going to be able to you know, do like Sammy Watkins did on that throw in Detroit where he bobbled the ball, you know, tossed it, knocked it back to himself. He can't do that when there's someone crossing and about to flatten him. That throw could have been behind him, as Tyrod has done plenty of times. That throw could have been behind him because he had two steps on his defender. He threw the ball to one place it couldn't be. So that was definitely not Zay Jones' fault. So I looked at everybody, or at least at least Bill and Suji. And we're talking about the last throw of the I, third Cass, quarter. Cass was two people down for me today, but I, I think she would agree here. So going into this game, McDermott characterized the Carolina Panthers as a team that's further along in their life cycle than us. I don't think anybody here would disagree with that. They were 15-1 and one and in the Super Bowl two years ago when they had the MVP of the NFL. So as a team, as a defense, as a team with, with weapons across the field on offense, they have more talent than us. And yet, if you were to exchange one player from their team to ours and it was quarterback, is the outcome of this game different? Cass, I didn't get the chance to ask you during the game, but if we had Cam Newton as our quarterback today and they had Tyrod Taylor and both teams played the way they did, who wins this game? I think hand, we, we win it like 24 to like 7 or 6 or 9 or something like that. I mean, we wholeheartedly win this. But like I'm last week I was so pro Tyrod because, hey, he actually came out and played. But now I'm back to just like the reality of Tyrod. You got... Like I said, we are not good. He is not good. We will live and die by our quarterback, and that's the season, And it's which is great. Let's tank. Let's get a quarterback out of the draft, and let's then move forward. So I'm going to disagree just a little bit. I know that we live and die kind of by Tyrod, but the thing is that we are playing the Carolina Panthers, which did not allow us to be the number one run defense or run offense. Now, that being said, the number one run offense in the league should be able to at least do something respectable against the number one run defense. Right, like we should be able to move the ball. Carolina will not finish here as the number one run defense. Right, no, no, that's what I'm saying. And so, I mean, oh yeah, right. I mean, more to that point, we should be able to do something. But when your when your quarterback poses no threat, yeah, you just load up the box. You're right. You're absolutely right. And so, but but that's always been the case, right? That was the case for the past two years of our quarterback. I mean, especially last year. Like how the hell? I mean, just speaks to how well our let me let me pull back and give context for the question. As we mentioned, we're not supposed to be toe-to-toe with the Carolina Panthers, but one player out of 106, and we swap, and the outcome is as different as you say it would be, Cass, and I can't, I can't altogether disagree with you that it would be that lopsided even on the road. I think that speaks to Sean McDermott. I think it speaks to Brandon Bean. The talent they're bringing in, not necessarily the talent, but the team, as we've talked about. We're not collecting talent. We're building a team. The scheme, the system, the process – I like where we're headed. Today today would have been a, a, a signature, an important win. They did not get it. They did, however, cover the spread, and for that I'm $9 richer. But at the end of the day... I played myself. I didn't book. I didn't bet. 
on mybookie.ag today, and I, this is the first week I have not won money. More on that in a second. You can't win if you don't play the game. But it, but Zay Jones will learn from this. The team will get better from this. But I think we're trending in the right direction. Let's get Jam and Jeff Day on the line. It's tacos caliente. Arriba! As everybody I want some taquitos. As everybody knows, tacos calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. So here with this tacos calientes is Jam and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Brought to you by Pocky Chips, makers of the hottest chip on the planet. So Jeff's tacos are going to be mas caliente en el planeta. Jeff, <laughs> nine to three <laughs> loss. To these Carolina Panthers Mexicans on the road. Mexicans everywhere are like, what did he just do? You got no Mexicans <laughs> who root for the Bills. That's true. No, no that's not true. Yeah. There's actually a Bills backers group in Mexico City. Probably. And there's a lot of people down in Mexico with uh, Super Bowl 25 uh, <laughs> champions. Uh, yeah, Mexicans discovered football like six years ago, and it's not been good for the Bills since. Jeff. Tacos uh, Caliente. Send all of your hate mail there's, to Lars Weibar. There's so much to talk about here. I'm, I cannot wait to hear what your Tacos Calientes are for today. It's so hard to even know where to begin. I do want to. I do want to say two things. I'm going to do one positive, one negative, um, just because I felt like that was sort of the story of the game. Yeah. Um, half positive, half half negative. So uh, let me start on the positive front. You know. Um, and, and we exchanged some texts about it. My guess is that one of you already named him your LeBat MVP of the game. But good grief. The upgrade from Corey Graham to Jordan Poyer through two games. Hell yeah. Is one of the most is one of the, it's been far far and away one of the most fun things to watch about this team through two games. And this is what we last year talked about all the time when we said make a play. Yes, thank and, you. you know, when we, and when we talked about the safeties and we talked about Corey Graham and just, you know, unable to ever make a play. And you see Jordan Poyer, you know, a guy, you know, somewhat, you know, unheralded from the Browns. And all he's done for us through two games is make plays. He single-handedly you know, kept 12 points off of the scoreboard. Off the, unbelievable. Two amazing plays, you know, that sort of show the diversity of his, of his athleticism. One, a strong hit. The second, his leaping ability, and you know, and then of course he's now registered his second sack. You know, both of which were close to being strip sacks. Um, you know, making plays all over the field, and and honestly, it's just been really fun to watch. You know, I mean, this is what we've been asking for from the safety position. And Lars, you're absolutely correct. He single-handedly kept 12 points off the board. Yep. I mean, that's game-changing plays. And I thought, you know, on the positive side of things, he's been so fun to watch. And I'm assuming one of you may have given him your MVP already. 100 percent. Yeah. And Billy. So that's on the positive side. And then, you know, on the second side, and I'm assuming he, he earned one of your LVPs, but I just, as we think that Tyrod Taylor's stats can be so misleading, but one thing that the eye test does that certainly he does not pass on is that Tyrod Taylor cannot, will not, has no ability to climb the pocket. Nope. And it's his inability to do that is debilitating to the offense, especially in this West Coast offense where, you know, we're trying to get the ball out quickly. And, you know, he scrambles and, you know, everyone looks at the stat sheet and is like, okay, well, Tyrod scrambled for 50 yards today. That's pretty good. And what it always fails to account for is what we is what we potentially gave up by him standing in the pocket and delivering a strike. 
I don't think. I, so I. Oh God damn! Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, really, really wanted to get in really there. Want- <laughs> that's the saddest thing is that I'm literally in charge of keeping that from happening, <laughs> and it just did. Um, so, uh, so here's the thing: Tyrod does climb the ladder, but he does it too late. He does it after the front of the pocket already starts to collapse. He's got to move up before that, so he just doesn't feel the pressure. He would not feel the pressure if he just took two steps up before the defensive end close. You know, the two defensive ends meet behind him. You know, and so he waits until it's too far, and then by the time he comes down, he, by the time he does move up, the front of the pocket is collapsed. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, there, man. I, you know, we're going to look at that. He's not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. That's a, he is not a quarterback. I think that's what it ultimately right. comes down. He pull can time. throw the ball. It's poll time. It's okay. poll time. Let's do it. So last week we asked the question: If Tyrod Taylor plays the way he did today. Do you use one or both of next year's first-round picks to draft a rookie quarterback? My answer then was no. My answer today, fuck yes. I mean, there's no question about it. And furthermore, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit throughout the preseason, but I have no problem. I would have no problem with the Bills playing Nathan Peterman this season just to see what we have. I wanted him in the second half of today's game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we would have won this game with Nathan Peterman. You know? I, and I, I mean, but we know Tyrod's not the answer. We know that. So, you know, let's see what we've got with Peterman. If, and, and I feel like the fans actually would have no problem understanding if we went 3-13 to and he sucked, and then we all went into the offseason saying, okay, well, we're certainly going to be drafting a QB. So this, um, was, this was such a low-stakes game, however, that, like, it's not going to affect change. We're, we're, hey, we're talking about change, and what's that song we hear on the radio? Coming in the air tonight. Um, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. We're coming back home next week for winter a, is coming. A conference. Oh, all right, night. you two. For a conference game against the Broncos, it's a little more consequential. But today's game, so low stakes. He's going to be the starter again. I mean, the, NFL court or NFL quarterbacks, NFL coaches are so risk averse. That, yeah. that we're not going to get Nate Peterman anytime soon. I, well, here's so, the thing, Lars. I I just went, I, you know, and this is, I think, is sometimes the problem, right? So I just went to Buffalo Rumblings, who, who I love, by the way. But I just went to Buffalo Rumblings, and the headline of today's game is Offensive Line McCoy No-Show Against Peterman. No, no, is that what it no, says? No, that is so intellectually dishonest, it's unbelievable. Or it's completely ignorant, and either are not acceptable. That's what I, I, I 100, and that's why I brought it up, right? Because it's, I think it just, again, it's so, this is not, it's Tyrod making the offensive line look worse than they are. And, of course and they Wait, are. wait, wait, because I, I gave my Jenny Kermel bummer to the offensive line, but I did not think that that was the reason why we lost the game. Hold on. I just want to make sure we're, I'm coming clean on that. Yeah, I mean, here's yeah. the thing. That's what d- Carolina took away. They took away the run. And right. you know what? They would not have been able to take away the run if we had a goddamn passing game. If we had a shred of a passing game, we would be able to actually be run the ball. Okay, so rest the rest of the poll. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're saying yes. We take a quarterback with one of our. Oh, first without teams. a doubt. Nope. I mean, but I, that, I, I wanted to say that I'm the only person that's been consistent so far. Oh no, actually, Cassie was. No, no, no she no. wasn't. Oh, no, dude, I am. I yeah, said yes. Bill said yes. I said last no week matter too. what, Tyrod has like two average games. Uh, you know, the next two games, just no matter what, we we have to pick a quarterback. And Cassie, yes. But the great news is, after today, I think we'd only have to use one first-round draft pick, not two. That's a good point. We might be in the top five. 
Yeah, I mean, here's what's scary about that. This defense is going to keep us in games, and we are not going to be playing that not that scary. defense. Not scary. We have a cheap, young defense. That we, it's not oh, like oh no, no, no. What I'm saying is that we're going to go up that draft board because we are uh, going to uh, yeah, go down but, that draft but, board. But what I'm saying is like the, the, this defense is not like one and done. Like We don't have a bunch of expensive free agents. No, no. It'll be in place. It'll be in place yeah. next year, and more importantly, the process will be in place It's place the foundation, and, and, by, and, by, and that's the best thing you can give a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, my concern is that there's four, right? There's probably four, maybe five, if we're lucky, that will pan out by the end of the year. Uh, and are we going to be one of the top four picks? Are we going to be one of the top four quarterback needy teams picking? That's the question. Yeah. This defense was fu- was fun to watch today, wasn't they were it? Great. Aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And we still I don't mean, have was- that many playmakers on this defense. We could still do better. You know, I, I was yeah. I was in the beginning of the game, I was noting the fact that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy Thornton, you know, made a couple plays. I don't know who the hell Thornton is. I thought he owned like a, a deli or, or like a you mean diner. Tim Hortons? Oh, I was thinking that's exactly what it was. T Horton. <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyway, so I didn't know who he was. And I was thinking, wow, you know, all the people, Poyer, you know, Hyde, whatever, all the people that they brought in are really actually making these critical plays in this defense. But our, our, our studs, what, what we know is to be studs, are not making plays. Darius, Hughes, Lorenzo, Alexander. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, our studs started to show up. And so it's really nice to see, actually. You know it, you know what? The biggest worry that I had was that Lorenzo Alexander is a 3-4 stud. And he's done well in a 4-3. So, you know, he, he, made, he had a couple critical misses. But, but after that critical miss and that, with Cam scrambling, he played really well, and so it's really nice to see our, our players that were good under Rex continue to be good. Jeff, any more Tacos Calientes for us today? Those are the two. I'm sure you guys have covered off a bunch. Um, but those Opportunities are lost. That's all I can think of this whole game. I won't be able to sleep thinking about that last that last throw. I know. I mean, it, there I know was. I know Jones is going to be hard on himself, you know, and the players were all sort of patting him on the shoulders. He was coming off the field, but... I mean, Tyrod better go in there and take full responsibility for that. You Why? would hope so. Yeah, you know what's sad is, you know who I didn't see patting him on the shoulder? The fucking asshole that threw the ball badly. Jeff, what are you right. drinking down there in Austin today? Um, so, per usual, I had my Coca-Cola and a lot of game day food. I've been under the weather for, you know, going on 10 days here, so I'm trying to recover. Going on 10 days or going on a year and a half? Because I feel like I've been asking that question every week for the last... 19 podcast episodes and it's usually oh my feelings are good today so there's a lot Jeff, of coldies Jeff, and, are you uh, pregnant are you pregnant <laughs> let me tell you something Lars I will be in Chicago with you guys and maybe Bill can't maybe Bill wait next week and I will certainly be putting back my fair share of Labatt Blues you can guarantee it well we can't wait to have you next week buddy prove it until it's going to be a fun game next week guys one and one huge game Broncos I can't wait here we go baby until then go Bills yeah. alright guys go Bills you ring shit I didn't think that the Bills would win. I, I did, however, think they would cover the spread. So I bet them to cover the spread using mybookie.ag. They were, I took, I had them at uh, six and a half points to cover. It moved to seven by the time game day, even money, so I got my money back and then some. And we were just having a little uh, argument here before going online. When the Panthers had the ball deep, I wasn't concerned about the Bills holding them out of the end zone so the Bills could come down and have a chance to win. Because I thought, even if we hold them out of the end zone, they're not going to win. All I cared about was, if we hold them out of the end zone here, 
we're going to cover the spread. Oh, why didn't I bet? And that was that was all good for me. So I made a little money off the bills today uh, using B and B at mybookie.ag. I recommend you do the same. You get a 100% deposit bonus, and they have some of the quickest payouts in the industry. Sue Jenner, you have an account now. It's making Sundays a little yeah, bit fun. Yeah, um, I'm very depressed uh, because this week I... I don't know why I book a lot when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, it's a good time. It's weird. I think it's because it's the one time I have quiet time. <laughs> like the kid is not up in my business, although she does sometimes knock on the door. Lucia, stop knocking on the door when daddy's pooping. Okay? But that's, that's what stop makes doing that. That's what makes mybookie.eg so great. You can you, do it with your phone. You can do it with your phone on the can. That's right. And so I did it. I was, you know, I don't know. I wasn't in my right mind. I didn't see anything that. And usually I don't bet for the bills because of the fact that I was like, okay, either they'll win. Or I'll make money, so let me bet up against the exactly. Bills, right? So that's the, but I just didn't feel good about anything, and I knew that I had them winning. At what my prediction last week was twenty-three to ten, so I was like, they're gonna get destroyed. Let's not bet on them being able to like with a seven-point lead, whatever. I should have bet. So I, I bet. just should have bet. Just bet on the Bills, and you know what? You're gonna be mad no matter what if the Bills lose, and if they win. And it just makes it so much sweeter. Just it makes does. it so much more high stakes. I bet on six games this week. Two of them have yet to play out. So of the four games that have concluded, I've won three of my bets. And, and Cassie, I know that you've been making a lot of poop bets lately, too. Um, tell us about your MyBookie.ag experience. Yeah. Uh, so I created an account this morning. And um, to everyone out there, um, when you load money and if you have the Chase Sapphire credit card, um, it will it will highlight as a, a fraud charge. So don't worry. Easy to take care of. Um, no, no, no. But I'm saying what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is it was very easy. <laughs> I contacted my bookie. They were very easy. They got me through. It, it, oh, literally, so the customer service. Customer service was great. Like literally in five minutes. I was Let's like, start hey, guys. this again. Hey, so Cassie, I heard that you had some trouble when you first loaded money on and that the, the people at my bookie at AG had great customer service and they the were able to help you. Great customer service. Reacted, you know, responded in the little chat bot in less than five minutes, get everything cleared. and. I do straight. love those chat bots. It was great. You guys, it was a great experience. So that's what I was going to say. So how have your poop bets been today? Poop. <laughs> and we're still working on Bill. He's going to get his account up running pretty soon. Gary <laughs> ain't going to let him spend no money. But if I it, had to do it secretively. I do micro bets. It makes games slightly. I, I couldn't do more than $5 bet because I, I would stress out way too much. But I'm gonna, I made like 30 bucks today. It's great. I love it. It's like you extrapolate over a season almost 500 bucks. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code B and A-N-D. B and B. Get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Makes Sundays a lot more fun. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. And the beer menu here at Lincoln Station in Chicago didn't change a whole lot today. So I went with the El Gato Grande, which was a major overlook on my behalf last week. It was tasty. Recommended it last week. Recommended it again today. Cass, what were you drinking? Uh, I did the uh, the five rabbit uh, from a local Chicago brewery That's again. Last time. Yeah, I did last. It was you know it was good and it's it's on special so uh, you go with what works. Bill, did you go outside the menu at all? 
No, I went Labatt Blue. I was a little bit disappointed with a lineup of uh, APAs and Pale Ales and IPAs. There was only a couple to choose from, so a little bit disappointed. But you helped me celebrate Door Day yesterday, and in the process gifted me a six-pack of 550 game time. So for that, I am very grateful. Door Day and even the well, the concept of Door Day and uh, the name of it and everything was a fantastic move by you. Uh, indeed, it was inspired by me. It was. And my overall uh, nice beer choices. Uh, but Lars had, uh, been, over the course of two months, been saving one beer from every four-pack. Not six-pack, every right. four-pack. Uh, and he would save them and put them, uh, one of each, uh, on the door until we had this little party and had a really nice smorgasbord of IPAs. It was nice. Yeah, you know, he didn't let us have any of them. I didn't. When we went over I told you. for a podcast. I did bring over a lot of alcohol or a lot of beer that day. We had good beer. Um, what were we so drinking today? I, um, you missed a, you missed, you said you missed, there was no good APAs or IPAs or just APAs? Yes, correct, both. Yeah, so there's actually a great IPA that you should probably try before you leave here, but I know you have to drive home. So um, the Surly Overrated is a great. It's good uh, Minnesota beer. Yeah, it's good Minnesota beer. Uh, it's a West Coast style uh, IPA, so clean, um, very, very hoppy. You know, got a malt backbone to it. Very similar to like the Green Flash. You got a little malt backbone. I do have a little malt backbone. Uh, so, anyways, it was delicious. So we talked about using that hashtag BNBSM in addition to using the promo code B and B on mybookie.ag. But when you use that hash code BNBSM. Uh, that uh, qualifies you to be the social media listener of the week. And this year's award, last year we did Bill's Backers of Chicago This week's award. This year's, oh. un- until you propose something better. But this year's award, uh, I'm just going to PayPal you $5. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, are, we are definitely, no, stop with the 10. I'm, we are going to find something that's Chicago specific, that's Bill's Chicago $5. specific. And I will find something. It might not happen until week 16. Or maybe week 18 when we're in the playoffs, baby. But, uh, yeah, we're going to work on it. But until they're done, you get five bucks. Hold on. Find Go buy some coffee. But well, we do have a social media listener of the week uh, tweeting at us from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., America. That, of course, is Jillian Molina at Jill Molina. Jillian. I spent a lot of time in D.C. I was a college student at George Washington. I want to know: Are you going to McFadden's to watch the games? Because like, I—that's definitely where I—that's not where I went because I didn't know there was a freaking Bills backers organization at that time. Um, was that before the internet? Yeah, it was. You yeah. Know what you guys? Back then they had to had to use. I telegrams. didn't know. Listen, I had to sit with my damn no, my S- roommate. Sujit's really good at the dark web. My my roommate was his brother worked for Jeff Gordon. I had to sit and watch NASCAR. Yeah, it was horrible. Well, let, back to Jill for a second. Jill is a uh, graduate of American University, Woo! so she joins. Go ahead, girl. She joins Jeff and Jill I. Jill North as of Dupont Circle a, as a fellow Patriot. Like your Jeff and I, of course, graduates of uh, the consistently, uh, excuse me, consistent champions of the President's Cup, Bucknell University. So yeah, you went to uh, woo, woo. Patriot League school, but not the best one. Uh, that would be uh, Bucknell. But good for you. Uh, good education. Buffalo born. Bills and Beers listener, you use the hashtag BNBSM, so I followed you on Twitter. Send me a DM with your email address, and I'll send you $5. For anybody else listening, use that hashtag BNBSM. You got something good to say over the course of the week, you'll get $5 too. That'll cover part of a you know one-zone trip on your taxi cab there. Hopefully they have Labatt Blue on 
Oh no! Don't drink bar. Labatt Blue no, in Chicago it's, it's, it's in, for, in DC. It's so I it's so Ooh, I can get, don't travel buy you well. a bar. Anyhow, wild card today. So we're actually here at Lincoln Station where we record most of our podcasts. It's one of the two Bills bars in Chicago. And behind us today, we're kind of tucked in the corner, is the collection of board games. And Billy had a great idea, so I'm going to let Bill kind of detail where we're going to go with today's wild card. Do you have 20 minutes of time? That's true. I was going to say, keep it concise, Bill, please. <laughs> well, so as I was looking at these board games, I'm thinking to myself, man, uh, every one of these board games has to have some sort of element of it that you know can be associated with a Bills player or something like, you know, like you got the sorry pieces, you got the board, you got the you know little things that bring you back to zero, uh, you got the Monopoly. Well, I mean, you got all sorts of things. So the question is, if you were playing the Bills board game, yes. Buffalo what Bills would be the season. signature piece, the signature element that would have to be part of any Bills board game? So I'll start. Let's start with the game pieces themselves. Number one, there would be a field goal post with the football careening to the right side. By the way, these are all things that I believe were emblematic of the franchise over the years. So one of the silver game pieces you could play with would be the wide right game piece with a football just to the right of the uprights. Uh, another one of those game pieces, of course, would be the cemetery that is, or a tombstone from the cemetery that's just randomly in the middle of the parking lot at New Era Field, which is obviously what's cursing the goddamn stadium because it's built on a burial ground. Uh, another one of the game pieces. Why would you do it? Might have a why knife. Why would you do it, Bills? Another, a knife, absolutely, to represent the greatest Buffalo Bill of all time, O.J. Simpson. Yep. Uh, so what we're getting at here is obviously a very dubious history. I could, I could keep going, but I know Cass has got some good ideas. So we got... We got some game pieces, Cass. Uh, you know, most games, it's either a roll of the dice or a spin of the dial. You go around in a circle. There's tiles on the board. What what else makes up the Buffalo Bills board game? So we're going to, like, sorry, where, you, you know, you flip <laughs> over a number, and it's, like, 14. And you're like, sweet, I get to go up 14. But you get up to the top of the 14, and it's actually one of those slide things. But you have to slide back. And so you like, go up. Oh, good, 14. Nope, nope, bring it back another six. Like every step is a slide <laughs> yeah, backwards. Yeah, you just can't, you can't get anywhere. You're just always going backwards. So it's worth noting here that in this case, the Buffalo Bills board game, nobody's actually won it in 17 years. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a never-ending game. Suge, coming to you now. So uh, my thing is that peppered throughout the Buffalo Bills board game season, if you will, you know, uh, 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 you know playing through the game is playing through a season. Uh, pepper through it is um, little things that just look like poop. <laughs> and that poop signifies the fact that you have shit the bed. Much as as we go through a season, we know Gave up that 420 there, are games, Jay there are games like today where your defense puts you in a position to win. And you know what your offense did? They shit the bed. And or, you know, every opportunity to win. Or you were up 21 to nothing. Against the Patriots, and then what did you do? You shit the bed. So it's just it's that you have no chance if you want you hit the shit the bed piece or the shit the bed uh, spot. You got to go back to the beginning because you know it's just that's just the way it is. Does it? Uh, do we have a a time piece like one of those little yeah, funnel things? Sure, yeah, hourglass. Yeah, an hourglass. What what does that do? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our hourglass is like clogged. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, oh, at the end of this, you, the game will end, and it just never stops because it's just going to be this continuous misery. Or it's like when this gets to zero, the Bills will be in the playoffs, yeah. and it just never, yeah. never our, goes our, down. Hourglasses are generally filled with sand. This one's filled with pebbles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> Bill, coming to you. So is that what you got? The, the, power gla- the hourglass full of pebbles? No, nah, I don't really have anything more. This was your idea. Okay, that's good enough for us. God damn, that's so Billsy. So, again, use that hashtag BNBSM, and you may win yourself $5, which should be good enough for a for a beer for game day for next week. And please, Nan Doolittle. I want to talk about Nan Doolittle for a minute. Nan Doolittle intermittently likes to post a bunch of stuff on the Chicago Bills backers website about the latitude and longitude piece of stone that is supposed to second. She paints rocks. She paints, she paints rocks. rocks. And I mean, I I get annoyed because I'm like, you know, I'm, we're not free advertising. I don't want to just. But at the same time, as you know, it's bills related. I don't want to get mad. She paints rocks. I know, and then and it's the same idea over She's and over like again. Your grandma. Nan, I know. You know she's sweet. I know she's sweet. That's what I, I'm not saying. I hope she it. makes like 95 Nan, grand a year painting rods. Here's the thing, Nan. Could you please make a Bills board game? Because Ooh. yeah, because here's the thing. If you're gonna do all that nonsense, you're gonna post on every Bills backers website without asking any permission and just doing it and just trying to act like you're oh pro Bills, but really you're just trying to promote your business. I'm her, fine. Her I'm rocks fine. painting business. But yeah, I mean, and come stop with the latitude and longitude. You need a new idea. But and here's your new idea: a Bills board game. If you do that, we'll I buy promise it. I will, we'll buy I'll it. buy it, and I won't block you, and I haven't blocked you yet, girl. But you're, you're testing me, testing me, Nan. Hashtag BNBSM. Nan, use it next week. It'll be the Buffalo Bills. Wouldn't that be amazing if she was the, bu- <laughs> the Bills and Bears? Then we would literally have to give her five dollars, so she can yeah. go, she can buy paints for her rocks. Is she, yeah, oh my goodness. Presumably, she's getting the rocks for free. I hope she's getting the rocks. For free. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. Also, uh, head on over to mybookie.ag to place a bet and use the promo code B and B, and you'll get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, search for Bills and Beers, find us on iTunes, and subscribe if you haven't already. Predictions for next week: We're back home against the Denver Broncos, who actually appear to be a lot better than they thought they would be. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the Bills lose this, and I think it's going to be an ugly game. 27-13, Denver. So, um. Here's the problem. We're better than we thought we were. Our defense is too good. We're going to win the damn game even though I want them to lose it. Um, but it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be the same nonsense. We're going to make Trevor Simeon look like an idiot. Um, and so we are going to win the game 13, no, 17-10. Uh, Cass, come to you now. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because I don't think there's going to be one fan at the game that actually wants to see Tyrod play in the second half of that game. Um, but I still think we're going to get our butts kicked 12-3. Uh, to 3. So it's worth no- – go ahead, sorry. Sorry, we lose 12-3. to 3. Yeah, it's worth noting here that through two games, the Bills are only surrendering 11.5 points per game. Uh, so That's the problem. So for, for That's us, the damn problem. And their defense win, isn't as good as Carolina. For us to win, we really only need to score two touchdowns. Bill – and you know a lot of a lot of interceptions gone through our players' hands, so I would not rule out the game where we start getting some pick six and some some points from our defense. But I don't know if it's going to be next week. I, I said twenty seven thirteen. That's it's probably wildly inaccurate, but I'm, I'm going with it. Bill. Tyrod goes down with a knee injury um, toward the end of the first quarter. Wow. Buffalo Bills were at the time down ten nothing. The Bills come back, win the game twenty eight thirteen. Very wow. specific. Very aspirational. Until next week, use those hashtags, use those promo codes, sign up on mybookie.ag. They've been a great sponsor of this podcast. We'll see you on social media. Go Bills. Go Bills! The Bills
make me wanna Shout! 